eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Soccer Time Podcast. Ooh, that's Flemmy. That was Flemmy. Our uh, look into Seattle Sounders FC. Shoutouts to Siege, Tropic Sound, Fat Guys Smashing Bellies. Yeah, he's got sumo wrestlers on his car dashboard. And super uninteresting dad life commentary. Plus an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty MLS. From mornings on 107.7 The End, I'm Gregor, and he's been in a locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Lumen Field. He's gunning my wall, skanking Brandon. <laughs> I thought when you said uh, shout outs to Siege, fat guy smashing bellies, I was gonna be like, is that what you did when you were in Florida? Yeah, <laughs> just I the wish. two of you. He, he wouldn't. Yeah, oh. <laughs> uh, I, that's shocking to me because he would. I know he, he absolutely would if you asked. He would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey there, uh, Spokane Brandon. Hello. Hey, what's up? Just a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Which, is, unless you're in Florida, give us 69 stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Who doesn't play right now because they're injured, uh, specifically midfielders, specifically Jao Paulo or Christian Roldan. <laughs> Damn. I don't know which way I would go on that. I think Christian Roldan is one of my... Ah, Jao Paulo is so good. I know. I would, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Christian Roldan. Brandon, I went to a baseball game for the first time in forever yesterday. Yeah. You know, because it's a soccer podcast. Right. And leadoff home run for Julio Rodriguez. And then a ninth inning tie the game home run for Julio Rodriguez. Two home runs for Suarez. It was um, unbelievable. And I left in the sixth inning. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, you went with Deb. So, yeah, for sure. first of all, yeah. um, so I feel like the Braves were in town. She's an Atlanta fan. This is an old, old thing on this yeah, podcast yeah, that she yeah. moves here. There wasn't an Atlanta team. She moves here. One shows up. She roots for them over Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you left in the sixth inning when Atlanta was winning by a lot. I'm pretty no, sure. No, it was uh, Atlanta was losing 6 1, and she was over it. And I was like, well, we'll be traffic and I can get a cheeseburger. So that sounds good. Anyway, so you, um, so you still got to gloat a little bit on the way home while you guys listen to the game on the on the radio. Uh yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then we checked the phones when we got to food and it was like, "What? They're losing." 
What? They won? Ah! It's crazy. So, uh, Full90podcast.com for all our handles, our socials, our OnlyFans, and, yeah, you know. The fat guy um, smashing bellies. That's uh, premium content oh right there. Oh, boy. Let me tell you, since we've not been potting very very frequently, we might be the only fans of our OnlyFans. So. <laughs> hey, I got to give a massive shout-out to Siege, old Chris Jarrett. He um, joined us on the last episode from Florida, where I was visiting, and did a bang-up job hanging out. Uh, I think I... I brought the pressure maybe a little too hard because I thought he was going to say ridiculous things and make me giggle the whole time, but he was like a professional about it, and so I'm very flattered. Friggin' nerd. I was in Florida for 10 days for the space, the SLS, the Space Launch System launch that did not happen, but the cool part was that we went together to a soccer match at the Exploria Stadium in Orlando to watch NYCFC come to town and play Orlando City FC. They had a huge second half comeback and beat New York City FC, and it was big, which when we went into the game on Wednesday night, I was still in town. I went to go be a supporter and cheer on with all the traveling uh, people that were there. Uh, went into halftime with a lead, and I was like, this is not going to, this will not go well. <laughs> second half, Orlando City FC comes out and just really punishes the Sounders. They did it again in the U.S. Open Cup to win that, beating the other team that I was rooting for there, Sacramento FC. Uh, Sacramento Republic FC, excuse me. And so uh, it's been a tumultuous and action-packed soccer couple weeks for me. But finally, it looks like Seattle's doing good. Do you feel like Orlando is Orlando City FC, not the city of Orlando, because it seems like you enjoyed your time there? Um, Love it. Does it feel like Orlando City FC uh, is, is... They're specifically out to spite you as an individual... Uh, based yeah. on based on the results recently and your experiences, is with that them why recently. they're following me on Twitter? Is <laughs> yeah, that what it was? Yeah. They were like, yeah. "Let's see what this dork is up to," and like, "Oh boy, that rocket didn't launch for him twice or once. Let's let's ruin his week a little bit more." <laughs> just a bunch <laughs> of uh, just a bunch of Orlando City FC players in your DM, DMs telling you to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a tough week, and um, I made it. So here we are. There you go. Uh, but. It, Going to Florida, I, I just have so much respect, and I'm sorry I'll bang on about this for a minute, but I have so much respect for Siege. He does a really great job of helping co-lead the, um, the Tropic, Tropic Sound, Sound yeah. and is hilarious on Twitter about it. That His, cap lock, his caps lock is not broken. It is intentional. Um, and just such a stand-up dude when it comes to loving Seattle Sounders. But when I told him I was going to come out, he, he sends me videos of, um, of rocket launches to show my kid. His parents live three hours away and you can see the night launch is like crazy good so he'll send me stuff taken from his you know parents front porch or whatever and so then when i was gonna go down there i like hit him up to be like hey i'm on, i'm gonna come down for this rocket launch and he was like i know i don't really know you he's been following all these podcasts for years and he knows all the inside jokes and everything and i know i don't really know you but you think it'd be cool if i rolled up there with you and i was like yeah, I mean, you seem like a murderer, but like whatever. Like my life's not going that great, so like he's like, so he's like that is a care a carefully curated persona, <laughs> <laughs> but also I murder. So yeah, and he owned it, which made it kind of weird. So I was like, mm, is this tongue in cheek yeah. or is this whatever worth the risk? So I'm not by myself for five days. Yeah, so he drove up and um, it's like not a short drive either. It's a three and a half hour drive. And he was, like, totally cool about it. Came up, and um, 
we hung out after the failed rocket launch and the day before we hung out, I think, or something like that. Yeah, we went to the game together. And again, I don't know this guy, but he knows all the jokes and he's nice and he's a stand-up comedian. So we just had fun riffing on stuff the whole time, which is kind of my favorite, you know, way to communicate with people. And so um, just a great time. Then he went back down to his folks' place to, you know, help out with them and... I was like, well, I'm staying. And he's like, I'm coming back for the Sounders match on Wednesday. I'll stick around and we'll hang out on Thursday, too. So he drove up twice to hang out and couldn't have been nicer. Drove me around, showed me what was up, insisted that I get on an airboat and go check out what the swamps are really like. And we, you know, we uh, we teased that. And we went to Wild Willies is the name of the joint. And you drive literally through a trailer park to get to it. Okay. And like, hey, no, no shame on where people live or what they do, but it is a weird place to have a business that is so crucial to um, to tourism. Is a place like this. We get on a, a boat with a dude who clearly knows how to pull an alligator out of the water, um, and he's driving us around. He's being hilarious and doing donuts and stuff like that, which is awesome on this fan boat. Or excuse me, airboat they call him, but a fan boat. An uh, an only fan boat. An only fan boat, yeah. Join us on our only fan boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good, Brandon. You get an award. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, he, he knew where the alligators were and took us to go see them, and that's terrifying. They hiss at you like a cat that hates you. Um, and uh, and there was bald eagles. He chased a bald eagle that took off flying, so I could get pictures of it. Like it was just the guy was cool. My sunglasses came off, and I was just like reaching in my chest where they were in my shirt, and I was like, "Where are my sunglasses?" And he saw me out of the corner of his eye, like, reaching around, and he would stop the boat, and he was like, you lose something? And I was like, yeah, my sunglasses. It's okay, though. Don't I mean, no, it's my, my stupid fault. Don't worry about it. He was like, okay. And then he, like, went to the back of the boat underneath the big fan thing, and he got, like, one of those, like, trash picker-upper things and pulled my sunglasses out. And he was like, if they were really gone, we would have all heard it. <laughs> I was like, oh, because they get eaten by the yeah, fan. Of the yeah. ba- oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool. I, I thought so, yeah. so Wild Willie knows his stuff around a fan boat. So his name, he's not the actual Wild Willie, turns out. He is Cabe Ferrari. Which is the last <laughs> the last name I would think you would run into. He's a Cabe Ferrari. Like in a freaking swamp in Florida. This yeah. homie is just awesome. So just, just fan boats around with his mullet flying in the wind. No mullet. He's just it was crazy because he's just He's just a businessman. <laughs> just like wearing a full suit. Hi, my name is Cabe Ferrari. Pleasure to meet you. Hop aboard my vehicle. A ciao. A buongiorno. Mi chiamo Cabe Ferrari. Cabe Ferrari. Yeah, he was uh, he had lots of neck chains. He was just a redneck. That was it. All right. But at the but the you know and he, southern accent, like he's from Florida. He told us about how, like, the largemouth bass fishing championships happen in the same lake and swamps that we're going around in. And I bet you he tells that to certain audiences who are all like, ooh, wow, really? Me, right like, here? I don't give a crap, dude. I thought this was a mountain until, like, three days ago, so whatever. <laughs> I legitimately didn't know what the Everglades were, and, like... Everyone's like, "Are you stupid?" And I'm like, "I guess, yeah, yeah." I, I, what? Like, I don't know. I just, I have no idea what any of Florida is other than Disneyland. Ask me about the seven moons of Saturn, and I'll tell you that. Seven, more like seventy-seven. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) It says the guy didn't know what the Everglades were. (laughs) 
<laughs> so yeah, it's um, it was crazy cool to do this. And so we get off the boat, and he's like, "You want to hold an alligator?" And I'm like, "Obviously, yes, I want that." But also, like, Gregor from two years ago would have been like, "You go to hell right now. You go jump back in that thing." But I'm Florida Gregor now. I don't know. <laughs> it's just Florida. If someone asks you if you want to hold an alligator, you say, "Absolutely." Yeah, I that's know. that's like, honestly uh, in the Pacific Northwest, you're Gregor. In uh, in the South, you're Greg. I'm Gerg is what Gerg. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Gerg. Uh-huh. <laughs> you want to hold the Siege gator? Called me Gerg the whole time. Hey, Gerg, get in. I'm like, all right, let's go. So yeah, Florida Greg, <laughs> Florida Greg, or is uh, actually Gerg. So yeah, yeah, yeah. which is my alter ego from our dumb podcast years ago. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah. So the guy's like, you want to hold an alligator? And I'm like, yeah, obviously that's a thing that I'm gonna do. And he's like, all right. There's like, you know, there's nine or ten of us that went on this boat, and some kid. Isn't sure about it and everything because it's an alligator. <laughs> now, it's only about eighteen inches long. Yeah, head to head to tip of the tail, or whatever. So it's like it's about the size of a cat. It's as mad at me as any of the cats I know. Um, and he's like, "Here you go. Just put your hand here. Don't wave your hand in its face because that'll end bad." And then grab it by the tail. So I'm just there's pictures on my Instagram at yeah. Gregor of me just holding. It's maybe the happiest I've been since my baby was born. Um, <laughs> I, like the look on my face, I look like an idiot because I'm so happy about it. And then everyone gets to hold it, take some pictures of this alligator. And he's like, "Yeah, it's nine years old." And I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it grows to the size of the tank." And I was like, "It lives in a tank? Like, does it have artillery or what is?" What, what's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kate Ferrari joke. Yeah, Kate um, Ferrari. Yeah, perfect. So uh, yeah, um, and then. My phone rings as I'm holding this alligator, you know, and I'm like, uh-oh, well, here, take your stupid lizard. And I um, answer the phone. Yeah, I um, oh, I meant to talk about this on our Nerd Talk show, but I've gone, I've re-registered for college. Oh, yeah. And it's my financial advisor that I've never met, and she's like, hey, we have a meeting that started five minutes ago, and I'm like- I'm holding the gator. <laughs> gator. I'm holding the gator. This is Gerg. <laughs> Hey, you reached Gerg. You reached Gerg. She's like, uh, sorry, is Gregor there? Ah, sorry, this is Gerg. I'm holding a gator. <laughs> so basically, I was like, you have no idea how horrified I am that this is happening, but let me explain to you what's going on. I just got off an only fan boat. <laughs> All that money I was saving for college, spent on this gator. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming home with me. Sir, why is your carry-on hissing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, Gerg. If we could just, uh, I love the Jekyll, just... the Jekyll and Hyde of like Gregor carrying his uh, his suitcase to the airport, being like, "Why is this hissing?" Gerg would be like, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> hey, it's Florida, and they're like, sir, "Oh, that's right, it's Florida." I forgot, sir. I am so sorry. I did not know. I did not put the gator in here. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, also, the gator is now called Little Gerg. <laughs> this is Wild Gergie. <laughs> so. It's my favorite whiskey, by the way. My favorite Florida whiskey, Wild Gurgi. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a finger in it. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like anyway. the, it's like the scorpion at the bottom of that tequila bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. just an alligator removed finger. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I uh, answered this phone call. I'm like, you're never gonna believe what what's going on. I forgot. I'm totally sorry, but like, I've just gotten off of an oldie fan boat, and I was literally holding an alligator when you called. So I like, she was like. That's a wild story, and I got to be honest, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. She's like, well, can we talk right now? And I'm like, absolutely. So I do a consultation about my minor and my major for college and what classes I need to take, and she's asking me all the rigmarole about this stuff. 
and Siege is being super cool. He's just hanging out on his phone or whatever. And then Cape Ferrari. Um, he goes walking by because they're done for the day. And he's like, hey, you fellas have a good day or whatever. And we're like, great. Gets into his truck and Siege tells me afterwards that there's a sticker on the truck that's like from their... It's supporting a political candidate. Yeah. And my mind is immediately like, you know, DeSantis, Trump, 20 forever or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, no, it's the conservative or the conservation Green Party candidate. The dude was like an had encyclopedic knowledge about the waters that he took these boats out on. And he was actually kind of just like a, like a bro, like about yeah. taking care of the Everglades. Except for the part where he pointed the fan of the fan boat directly at an alligator that was protecting its nest and then blasted it for like 30 seconds as we drove off. But, you know. <laughs> he like knew all about the invasive species and the yeah. different plants. and the. I mean, that's the... what's crazy about um, I, I truly believe sometimes that the political spectrum isn't like a line where you're really far right or you're really far left. Right. Like, it's like a circle where like it's the- It's two dots and you pick one. Yeah. And at like one end, you have these people who are like so like populism is is popular on both sides of this political spectrum. But in in that one end where like the really far right people and the really far left people is like they both just really like the outdoors for different reasons. Like some of them are like <laughs> I like they both want to protect the outdoors because, uh, you know, some of it's because like we, we need to because it's our earth and it's our responsibility to like make sure that it, it doesn't die on our watch and then the other half is like yes it's our like we need to protect it because like that's where the animals live and i like to shoot at those animals uh and and kill them if i can um but also like (laughs) if there's no animals to kill then i can't kill them you know um (laughs) if they're already dead you know or but like but even even like living this close to uh north idaho uh, there's so many people over there that are like definitely not on the same side of the political spectrum as me but they 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 agree with a lot of like the conservation aspects of it. Like they love the national forest, they love the lakes, they love all of that stuff, and they want to protect all of it. Uh, and so do we, you know, and so do I. And so it's just really it's interesting that that's uh, that's true everywhere. Especially like somebody falls in love with something like the Everglades, where Wild Willie or, or Cape Ferrari. <laughs> Uh, like just wants to save the Everglades and he's like I don't give a shit about your whales <laughs> I bet you he does care about whales though you know what I mean he just doesn't like this guy was like clearly kind of like some weird progressive guy that's in Florida that it, you know and then I start thinking about it and I'm like oh he was so intelligent and he was like now this is my bias showing that I'm like people who are for conserving things are smart but like he was intelligent I was like oh I bet you this guy isn't just some dumb hick fan boat driver i bet you he's like an educated whether it's self or professionally educated man that is like maybe he would understand that i was late for my i was holding an alligator and my academic advisor called me or whatever so and then he um, said the n-word so i was like, oh, ah, just like all, 600 times in a row it's like he got like <laughs> like a scratch in the record or whatever but, yeah it was um it was eye-opening and i gotta say that being in florida i spent time with nothing but people that were like not what the florida stereotype is yeah and it's a place it really shows you that you can find the people you're looking for if you look hard enough and wherever you go and it was like it's just a swamp and your back sweat is just out of control at all times there but other than that it was fine it was florida is cool and they have a terrible soccer thing going on there but also disney is there and people it's like tourism crazy but also the space coast so uh, listen to Nerd Talk Plus, our other podcast, and um, to 
get informed about how that whole thing went. Okay, 18 minutes in. Soccer! Soccer! I, Sounders just signed Cabe Ferrari. <laughs> Five. I wish, man. That guy was cool as hell, man. He let me tip him on Venmo. I was like, you got this figured out, bro. That's cool. So, Sounders coming off a couple big wins, huh? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, I, I, more importantly, look, let's not talk about the Sounders winning if we're not yeah. going to talk about the fact that knew who scored. God, dude, it was the most nervous guy goal ever. It oh. was like me scoring a goal in five aside, you know, indoor, whatever. I have no business scoring, but boy, after six tries, the ball went in. The third touch, there's nothing like, you know, you always hear about that. He, he hit it on the first touch or, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. No, no, no. He took two touches and then scored. Yeah. I, I like the, uh, it, it, I compare it to like being a guy who's invited to a meeting, but mostly just to be um, informed about the things that are going on. And so like, you know, I've, I've been a part of a lot of different corporate teams and you go into all of these meetings and you're, you're really just meant to sit there and listen, you know, and you go to all of these meetings, like every week, go into the meeting, listen, go to the meeting, listen, go to the meeting, listen. And then they finally one day they're like, all right, Brandon, what do you think? And you're like, uh, uh, well, uh, well, let me, uh, that me was no new who, that was new who scoring that goal, um, because it's like the guy that gets invited to every game, uh, and then he finally gets his opportunity to shine and he finally does it. <laughs> yeah. And shine is maybe not the greatest term for it, but boy, does he glow now, man. Afterwards. I, I was so, okay. Let, I'll tell you what though, to be completely honest in, in the moment, I, you feel like we've been preparing, like the Sounders obviously had been preparing for New Who's goal based on their social media response, right? Like they had <laughs> pre, like pre-drafted tweets, pre-drafted videos, all of that, as you would expect somebody to, um, like like the Seattle Sounders. My, all that said. I felt like I would be so prepared. The celebration would have been pent up inside of me, ready to go. And when he scored, I just felt like a, like a, uh, like a numbness. Like I didn't know, like my body didn't know what to do. 
in response to a new who goal because I like I don't know if I was ex- expecting it to get chalked off to VAR. Um, yeah. I, I actually think I ended up being a little bit more disappointed in it because he didn't wheel away in some like pre planned celebration he just like looked joyful and ecstatic which great i'm so happy for you to who but like please like i think i tweeted out like i i secretly had hoped that he had done like three years of gymnastics just to be able to do an oba flip uh when he when he finally scored he did like like a triple flip like how did he even do that it's those action figure legs that's crazy (laughs) yeah so i i was just hoping that he had something in the bag like Maybe maybe his uh maybe his pre planned uh celebration was dependent on Jao Paulo being available. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was spoiled. I knew it was gonna happen, not because I saw specifically that it was, but the talk was like, Well, at least it finally happened or whatever, and I was like, Well, the only thing that finally happened was that knew who scored a goal yeah. or the Sounders were eliminated from the playoffs. So yeah. which is it? Yeah. And then I had a friend group text everybody to be like, Did you see that? And like, uh then I watched and I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't have been more happy for the dude. We've been longtime supporters and you can go back and listen to the tape because this podcast has been new who since day one, I feel like, with those crazy legs and his penchant for potentially getting a red card and his maturity through it all and being able to turn it around and even switching positions now where he's not even getting those opportunities to score as much in the last couple seasons as he would have before. New who is just fantastic. New who is life. Yeah, knew who is life, knew who is love. Um, so the Sounders, look, like that was a win. Then they go and, uh, gosh, who did they just, Austin FC, where uh, the, they were good, the, who are good, <laughs> second place in the Western Conference, and the Sounders just dunk on them, 3 nothing with two teenagers in the midfield, uh, <laughs> Atencio and uh, Danny Leva. And, and look, I mean, Old Austin, scissor kick Danny Leva. A lot of a lot of Austin fans I see on Twitter are like, "Oh, well, our team wasn't fi- wasn't full strength." I'm like, "Do you remember when we played you in Austin last year with like 17 teenagers on the field and we still beat you?" And sure, our it was team with isn't full full strength. <laughs> yeah, like sure, yeah, like we're missing Christian Roldan, we're missing Jao uh, uh, Paulo, we're uh, we're missing Ethan Dobbler. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um he's just what's he what's he sick with tacoma defiance um (laughs) but it's 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 just crazy uh that two wins like when the sounders again need to win they do and they don't just win like we talked about how only one time this entire season have the sounders lost by more than one goal and it was that terrible match against the Fartland Timbers where they, they lost three to nothing, right? That's that the bad. only time this season that the Sounders have lost by more than one a goal. Uh, but they've gone and put in performances like this a few times this season where they just stomp on a team. And so I'm thinking like with four matches left in the season, <sighs> you've got to keep that up. And the Sounders, I think have shown that they can win when they need to, but this season but. has this season has shown me like oh like you really needed to beat Portland in that match where you're talking about being the first team and unveiling a banner like that wasn't like a must win but it was definitely like a need to win and you didn't yeah it's and then you bring up the four matches remaining we talked about this off air a little bit but like Vancouver Cincinnati SKC and San Jose Jan Jose excuse me um three of those teams which is hard to believe that Sporking is below Seattle on the table, but three of those teams are below Seattle on the table, and so those are must-wins, but Seattle 
oftentimes finds themselves in trouble playing against teams that are below them, Jan Jose, and missing an opportunity to take three points, oftentimes the responses are best against the big squads like the Austins and the LAFCs. There could be a result or at least a great performance, and it doesn't play out that same way against it. Vancouver, I feel like Seattle often has Vancouver's number, which is cool. Uh, FCC doesn't, you know, you... There's no swing on that. You don't see the big points difference because they're in the Eastern Conference, and so. But you gotta win these. You yeah, you almost hope that the Sounders would have matches left against the teams above them, right? Because then it would be a little bit more within the Sounders' own control to like take points off of teams like RSL, like Portland, like these teams that are in the bottom of the playoff table or uh, the bottom of the of the. You mean teams. America's first RSL? Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. The. Uh, I mean, it does make sense. They are the Royal uh, Salt Lake, so <laughs> they they must be America first. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, uh, but yeah, the fact that like the, the that's now, the only monarchy I recognize. <laughs> the Queen of Real Salt Lake died. <laughs> <laughs> she ruled for 70 years that's weird oh they weren't gosh. even a team back then huh? um the uh, uh uh but like yeah if you have if you have teams above you that you can take points off and close that gap right now the sounders have to win because these teams are below them you're not you're hoping that you win the rest of your matches but if all of the teams above you also win the rest of their matches you know and hopefully there's they're playing each other and taking points off of each other as well um but yeah i mean like the sounders really uh, I think they said it a lot. I mean, for once, I think I agreed with Casey Keller a little bit on the broadcast where he said, <laughs> um, you have to, f- like, you ju- you can't focus on what everything else that's happening everywhere else. You have to control what you can control. The Sounders have to control the games that they are in, which we saw them do against Austin FC. They have to do that against Vancouver, Cincinnati, Kansas City, San Jose. Like, four matches, like... Look, the not it's not just this season's playoffs are on the line. They are, right? But whether or not this season, the season in which you won the Cup of CONCACAF Cup for the mm. first time in in the history of this league, um, the fact that you won that, uh, the fact that this team has never not made the playoffs, like you have a legacy that you're competing for if you're a Sounders player right now. You have a legacy for the club right. that you're competing for that you have to hold up. So... These matches, I mean, I don't know if that means a lot to some of these players who haven't been here for, you know, years, you know, a long amount of time. Uh, But for some of these players, like, this has to be everything. I'd like to point out that one of the things that we, the drum that we've beaten for the last several years happened in the last match. Pass the ball to Rui (laughs) Diaz. Pat, yeah. My God. My God. It's like, it should not be such a secret. And I get that he gets contained a lot and controlled a lot, but just give him the chance. Let him miss a bunch. Let him have some shots off target. I don't give a crap because when one happen, when one works out, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like if Seattle loses any of the last four matches, that's, that's, I mean, this is obvious, but that real bad. You need to at least take a point from a couple of them and three points from a couple of them. Four points back right now on the um on the american monarchy and it's you got to turn that around you have to be able and i don't know if anyone behind them is particularly hot right now hot but let me take a look well at you've also got you've also got la galaxy who are uh, you know currently in eighth place they're going to be vying for what that with a game in hand with a game in hand like so yeah the sounders with the game in hand if it were a win 
would be technically above LA and only one point out of, you know, the playoff standing. But like the start, the, the, the fact that we have to start doing this kind of math, and I'm not saying like for our sake, like I don't want to do math. I don't want to do math. I would, no, I would hope that the Sounders already had that X next to their name saying that they clinched a spot in the playoffs. But like, you're not the only team trying here. Like LA Galaxy is doing the same thing. They got to win the rest of their matches. Sounders got to win the rest of their matches. Colorado, uh, you know they're only one win behind the Sounders with uh, but, 36 points, and so but like maybe it's a Colorado's bit... in is falling apart, right? Sure, yeah, but I'm just saying like you get hot at the right time. The Sounders, you could have said, were falling apart this season as well. Oh, and, for sure. And here I they are, two two wins in a row, and you know vying for that final spot. Now I so, I had a thought, and I'm wondering. I don't know if this would. I was listening to another podcast about soccer, and they they were doing a, a history of um, uh, football's hard men, um, meaning like players with <laughs> so the biggest. Feels boners. like that's a calendar that maybe yeah, everyone yeah. wanted Brad <laughs> Evans to make or something. Or? Uh, no, they're talking about like the history of like the tough, like basically the enforcers on your team, right? Yeah. And like the Sounders, yeah. think about <laughs> uh, think about uh, Ozzy Alonso, right? In Sounders history, I don't. Do you feel like the Sounders ever really replaced that? And do you think that that could be a reason that that like the they just don't have as much bite as they've had, like a, a player that's just going to take the game by the scruff of his neck and like run. One hundred percent, they did. It's yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to be rude, but I feel like this is super obvious. Jal Paulo totally picked up that slack, and without him this season, you see exactly how limited the squad is. There's just no bite in the midfield, yeah. specifically when you don't want to bring Christian Roldan back, and then he's out. Yeah, like obviously Roldan was the protege of Ozzy Alonso at one point. Between seasons, Alonso worked with him a ton, and he came back out, and you could tell in the preseason and between that they had worked really hard on making Christian the kind of the next enforcer, the hard man of yeah. the Seattle Sounders midfield. And then when they got Jal Paulo, that helped to be able to run Christian out to the sides if they needed to, but he could always drop back. I think at the beginning of last season, we saw him kind of playing centrally a little bit while Ladero was out and whatnot. And so, yeah, for sure they've done the right things to replace that, just not this season with JP out. They needed yeah. to make a move. We were talking about this previous. I don't know why I keep saying that, but you were talking about this, that they needed to make a move to sign some sort of big presence in the center midfield there to be able to run the show a little bit from the defensive perspective. And they just didn't. They just don't have that right now, and you're counting on a 17-year-old to do it. Well, look, you knew, like, uh, if you're the Sounders, you knew that Joe Paulo, during going into the transfer window, you knew that Joe Paulo was injured. You obviously would not anticipate for Christian Roldan to be going out for six weeks with a groin injury, right? Um, so you could say, like, oh, well, like, of course we would have made a signing if we had known that was going to happen. If your entire system is hamstrung, uh, not to use a sounder, a word that might be uh, <laughs> oh, no! No! triggering. No! <laughs> Hamstrung, uh, you might not. You rang. <laughs> you uh, uh, like losing Xiao Paulo, like losing one player, and and Gar Lagerway talked about this on the broadcast. Like uh, the the only way that MLS teams can go deep in these kinds of tournaments um, is because they have to build out rosters that isn't just like. Look, when the Sounders run out a bunch of guys during a busy week that you're like, oh, the Sounders are playing this one as a throwaway because they just know that they need to rest these guys, right? It's like, no, at some point, Sounders rosters have to get big and deep enough in, to, in order to compete 
in every competition across the board and not just say like, look, we're throwing out a USL team in our open cup match that we want to be able to compete in the open cup and the champions league and the, and the league. Um, So are we hamstrung (laughs) by MLS's finance rules? Is that the problem? I mean, always like that's always been an, an issue, if not the issue in into all of it. But You've seen the Sounders operate, and I don't know, like maybe, like obviously there's been so many financial changes to the way that the Sounders ownership has operated over the last few years, adding something like 69 new owners to the club, right? Yeah. Like it takes 420 Canadians to do so that. Is there any more cash inflowed into this team, right? Like, is there more cash in this team now so that they can, or like, or, or you know, is there not as much cash as we thought? Uh, like can the Sounders not afford to go sign some of these big players? You know what I mean? Like what is holding up from, and not even a big player, just players like go sign. Like Nico Ladero wasn't a big player. Raul Ruiz Diaz wasn't a big player, but they've obviously become so important to this club since they've had him. But why are the, the Sounders going out and signing a replacement for Jao Paulo? Even, you know, maybe one of us, one of them is surplus goods going into the following year. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. You're Jimmy Madranda, like where yeah. you're like, he had a bang up year last year and worked out really well. And he hasn't because of injury and stuff been able to pull it off this year, but that's okay because he served the purpose that we need. You bring him back to see what happens for me. I am consistently looking a different place. I'm looking at the coaching staff and the front office that I don't know specifically how their day to day runs, but we talk about a lot that Jimmy Triore gone, Gonzalo Pineda gone, Chris Henderson in the front office gone. And so splash some cash at those places. Get some big results out of get your Danny Leva coached up into an awesome player on a small budget. Get your new who's of the world out there. New who now finally makes a decent chunk. He makes like three new who's yeah. now or whatever. But with the coaching of someone like Jimmy Triore out there doing that, get your Tommy Dutras, that type of guy that you want to be able to bring the best performances, great locker room. I don't know if Traore was a great locker room guy or not, but the guy that knows the position and can get the guys that don't have the experience to perform. And you look at like Wade Weber with Tacoma Defiance. It's like a great example of like you spend the money on the right people in the right places to create the structure and the great coaching staffs. Maybe that's where you start to see some bigger results for a team where you're kind of, you want to perform in all these different contests, but MLS spending kind of limits you from how you can do that. Well, that could be your solution. Well, that's what Garth Lagerway talked about on the when uh, Casey and Keith um, interviewed him during the matches. He said, "Look, like if we want to go deep, it's like we have to put so much more emphasis on growing up these younger players, dude. You want to you want to how, about, talk how about, about glowing up? Can we glow them up? Glow them up, yeah, yeah. Danny yeah, Leva, Danny Leva's got a good head of hair. That kid can glow up. Um, <laughs> they." Uh, uh, you want to know, like, I thought about this because so Atlanta United just played um, the other night and a player had a hat trick. So remember, Gonzalo Pineda, former Sounders uh, yeah. midfielder and uh, coach, uh, assistant coach, went to to coach that team. We talk about the defensive issues. We talk about the lack of bite right now in the midfield. Yeah. A team coached by Gonzalo Pineda just had a player score a hat trick. That player, essential defender. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. Uh, Deb didn't rub that in my face. Yeah, the the fight in Deb United. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. 
So yeah, I, don't know. I, I like I yeah I think you're right. I think like we've seen. I don't think it can. Be, we've talked about this over and over. I don't think it can be understated how how much of a loss those coaches have been to this team, as yeah, well as just losing players to injury. Yeah. You have Jopalo in there. That's a different. We're talking about a different squad right now. It's interesting. You said this a few minutes ago that like having to do the math gross on making the playoffs for years. We've been doing the math on what place in the playoffs it would be. Would there be some home field advantage? Could you potentially finish number one or two? Like, what is the what is the postseason gonna look like? Not is there gonna be a postseason? And that's well, I mean, like. All you can do is one game at a time and win and take all the points you can and then hope that that's enough at this point. And the tide's turning the right time, maybe. Well, maybe. Think about this. So going into the – there's a, an upcoming international window. Yeah. And um, Raul Ruiz Diaz has been called in by Peru and would be slated to miss two matches. I think both uh, – he's potentially going to miss Vancouver and Cincinnati. And so – Seattle Schmetzer is working with the Peruvian Federation to say like, Hey, we need this guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously like a player like, like Raul Ruiz Diaz has always talked about how much he like respects and wants that call up. He wants to put on for his country, especially when he's in a position where he's not the guy. And he's been ignored for the last couple call-ups, and so he hasn't been traveling, except yeah. for when he got COVID nine times from the previous <laughs> ones. Well, and it's a, and it's World Cup here, and I believe Peru is qualified for the for the World Cup, and so this guy is going to want to like put on and, and get that call-up for that. Did they qualify? Is Peru? I'm looking right now. Go ahead. Um, but they uh, uh, so Schmetz. Oh, they did not. Okay, so Schmetzer still though is trying to say, okay, well, we need him back. Especially and, since you're not going to the World Cup, like right. you don't. When if you don't need them there, if this like, is just if there was ever a time for somebody to refuse a call up, this would be it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's um, and and it sounds like you know I'm just repeating. I just now basically I'm just a stand for Jeremiah O'Shan's Twitter account, like which I just absolutely love. He's hilarious and does a great job, and everyone should be following him. He's the I think literal brains behind Sounder at heart. So. Uh, make sure to check that out two games on the road two games at home and like you know i don't really know the stats of these other teams because i haven't been following close enough but i'm sure cincinnati's terrible oh they're better than seattle this year well they're they're in a higher place in the eastern conference than seattle but i believe their record is worse uh they have they're on 42 points right now and seattle's on 39 so it's they have i think so the sounders have 12 i mean yeah yeah i think it's all depends on how you split it the sounders have 12 wins cincinnati has 10 the sounders obviously this year have like the fewest amount of draws i think in the entire league no lafc has only three but they only have eight losses the sounders have three draws this week this in this year and 15 wins yeah so that's, or sorry that's, losses uh, 15 losses yeah Wow, this is interesting. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of catching up right now on what that looks like. So Think about at Vancouver, at Vancouver um, on Saturday, you know, uh, 7 p.m. Sounders have a pretty. I, 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 I don't have the stats in front of me, but that's never one that's intimidating. I don't think the Vancouver doesn't really pack the place very well, and Seattle travels pretty well, and Vancouver's below them in the table. Bad season again. Then at home on the 27th against FCC, Cincinnati will be in Seattle and so that's a big game for the fans unfortunately it's a midweek game which sucks but that's one where like 
if the home energy is there, I feel like Seattle's got a shot at being able to beat a team that's a little bit on paper better than they are in terms of this, uh, on the um, on the table. And then Kansas City away, uh, Sporking has not been great this season. I don't know what their holdup is. That's a 2 p.m. game, so even the travel doesn't really buy the. It, ends up being like a morning affair for Seattle effectively after time zone change. Oh, they'll be back in time to be able to go see My Chemical Romance on the 3rd the next night. That's cool. Oh, nice. And then a season ender, a 2 p.m. matchup on the 9th here decision in Seattle. Day. On decision day against Jan Jose who are always a thorn in the side of this club. So it's it's tough. Your road games are against teams that are worse, but that's dangerous because Seattle often plays down to to teams. But at home, I feel like that um, that ECS vibe, the fan vibe, to be able to lift them up, I think that could be a real thing. If Jordan Morris can take on 1v1 a few more guys and just burn by some people, I think it could be cool. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting at the end of the season to uh whenever that season might end right so like we don't know if that's going to be in four weeks or if it's going to be in you know after the playoffs are over and and whatever happens um it's gonna be really interesting uh, because just looking at how many losses so sounders have three draws 15 losses right their goal differential this year is plus three you know, it's not zero, but it's not, and it's not negative, but it's, it's hardly anything. Right. Yeah. So I like, like, I mean, honestly, the match, uh, this week, uh, against, uh, uh, t- Texas, that is your goal differential, right? There, yeah, absolutely. Against Austin, right? Like that is your entire goal differential. So like looking back on the season, it'll be really interesting to go back and look at a lot of these close games where they finished, you know, two, one or zero one, or how many of those goals and when, the Sounders uh, gave up those goals during the match, right? Like so slight margins this season where if they, if just some of those late goals that they had given up, I think about the match even against Orlando where they, they, you know, kind of killed it. Uh, well, Orlando came back and, and, and got the win. Like all of these matches where the Sounders should have and could have put it away and didn't, um, yeah. that could be the margins in which the Sounders could have been, you know, comfortably in a playoff position right now. But 15 losses. She's, I remember, I think that Siggy Schmidt used to say, if you can get 50 points on the season, um, that's five zero points on the season, that your playoffs are all basically just confirmed. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about it. And now the Sounders are scraping by right now at almost 39. 40 points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If they if they win out, they'll just crack 50. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to keep in mind. Well, then, I, I'm out of time, unfortunately. I apologize because I could keep talking about this forever. So I guess in case this podcast was too long and you just didn't listen, it's too long, didn't listen. Uh, too long, too long, didn't listen. Let's splash some cash on glowing up some players, Brandon. I want to see what Jordan Morris looks like with a pedicure, or uh, I guess in this case a manicure. Uh, maybe a pedicure. Maybe you get a little, uh, you cut the toes off the uh, Adidas. Did you say cut the toes off? <laughs> oh, off the Adidas. I thought you meant let's cut his toes off. Let's and cut I was his like, toes I don't off. think that helps with, I mean, I know people get frustrated that he is kind of one-footed, but gosh. Yeah, we cut, we cut the toes off and put him in the moonshine and the gator get him. <laughs> My wild gurgy. <laughs> Too long didn't listen. Too long didn't listen. Wild Gurg's got a gator. He got to brought the gator back. <laughs> you got to get that gator, gator a seat and ticket. <laughs> uh, too long didn't listen. 
Hey, join us on our only fan boat. Our fans only, only fans boat. Our fan, our fan, <laughs> our only fans only boat. Brandon, take a look into your swirling, effervescent crystal Pepsi ball and tell us what you see for this upcoming match. This is a feature we haven't done all season, but we also haven't done many podcasts all season. <laughs> the game is Saturday night, Sabado Gigante in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Seattle Sounders take on a lower-ranked team on my anniversary, albeit Roger Waters, so I won't oh. be able to watch. But what do you see as a uh, final outcome? I see the Sounders... Um Winning, two to nothing, and then joy joy riding turf bony around BC Place. <laughs> I'm gonna say for the sake of uh, trying to, I'm not a person like this, but for the sake of trying to, what do you call it when you um, control things with magic? Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and re- reverse this. I'm gonna say Sounders lose two one. Okay. On the road, and okay. everyone gets real upset. All right, you're saying that because you're hoping that you're going to like reverse psychology the universe into actually having the Sounders win. This is my wife's tactic. If we're okay. watching the playoffs or whatever, she's like, "Well, they're going to lose," and I'm yeah. like, "Why would you say that?" And she's like, "Well, I'm just trying to." You know, because if that I put that is. out in the universe, because the universe yeah. hates me, so the universe will do the opposite thing of the thing that I think is going to happen. Boy, I've never felt a comment <laughs> so hard. You're like, no, it's not the universe hates me; it's my wife. And now it's she's part of the universe. Yeah, it's that's okay. true, true, true. <laughs> Long live the wizard bird. <laughs> Hot rubbish. Hot rubbish. Hot 